What I didn't know is that travelers would come from these big cities by train to Ellsworth. They would travel by carriage to Lemoyne, and that's where the ferry crossing was over to Bar Harbor. The bridge was not built yet. So this is where they would come. And so there was a couple of hotels there that housed guests overnight on their way. I mean, we're talking like the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts. Um, there's a picture um, in the archives somewhere of Henry Ford himself actually being in Lemoyne. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. So you've seen them all over Instagram. You may have even seen them in Dwell Magazine. And if you love design, travel, and hospitality, chances are that you've even dreamed about what it would be like to build your very own A-frame, cabin, or barn house with their designs. Today, I'm ecstatic to announce that this episode's sponsor is none other than Den Outdoors, the incredible company behind some of the most wish-listed cabins on Airbnb and the most followed A-frames on Instagram. Stay tuned for an incredible promotion in just about 15 minutes from now that will grant Behind the Stays listeners 50% off of Den's digital plans. All right, enjoy the episode and stay tuned for the promotion about 15 minutes into the show. In just a moment, you meet Jenny Power, the creator of the Cornerstone Cottage, a carefully restored historic home near Acadia National Park in Lemoyne, Maine. Jenny wasn't looking for a vacation rental, and while she enjoys hosting at her home in Houston, Texas, the idea of becoming a short-term rental host wasn't even remotely on her mind. Jenny's family are longtime Mainers, and she grew up spending lots of time in the Pine Tree State. And so when Jenny and her husband, Alan, visited Maine in the latter half of the pandemic, they were reminded just how magical this part of the world really is. And mere moments after this realization, while on a walk down the street, they stumbled upon a for sale sign on an impeccable waterfront property. Tune in to hear the vibrant story of how Jenny and Alan acquired the Cornerstone Cottage, which had once been a part of a hotel that families like the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers used to stay in on their way to Bar Harbor and Acadia National Park. Learn how they carefully brought this extraordinary historic spot into its next chapter of life. All right. Without further ado, get ready to meet Jenny. All right, Jenny, we are live. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. I, um, other than my son, like literally had like a meltdown, like a major meltdown, like three minutes before I hopped on with you. Um, and my wife, who's a saint, came to the rescue. But um, yeah, well, other than leave hearing it to kids. Him, yeah, <laughs> leave it to kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other other than hearing him scream bloody murder, um, which he doesn't. He he's like a very chill kid, so there must be something. He must have like a bug or something like that. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> all good, all good. Did y'all have a great Easter? We did, we did. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty relaxed. Um, it was beautiful here in the DC area, actually. So we got outside and we got to go on walks with both, um, both actually both my wife's parents and my parents live locally, which is really nice. And so we were able to tag team, do brunch with one and dinner with the other. So it was, uh, it was great. It was great. Nice. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, I am uh, ecstatic to dive in here. And Jenny, in some ways, I feel like I know you because we've gone back and forth on Instagram for months now, probably um, with some yes. questions and stories and you know, getting to know you a little bit there. But this is the first time um, we've connected in, in this format. So I just want to dive right in and I want to hear a little bit uh, of the story behind the Cornerstone Cottage. So where where from your perspective does the story of the Cornerstone Cottage begin. Wow. Well, just thanks for having me on because I have loved listening to your podcast and you bring in all the stories of these hosts and then businesses that support these hosts because I have loved like listening and connecting with you because I've learned lots. Okay. <laughs> this has been great. Uh, but my 
oh gosh, like our story pretty much starts in 2020. Um, but there's a whole nother history, um, which I love to share about too, but, uh, we kind of start in 2020, you know, it's the summer of 2020 yeah. and we all know that summer 2020, it was a rough one. <laughs> Everyone's looking to find ways to get out of their house and do something different. And it's the same time that everyone's trying to find destinations within the U S to go to. Yeah. And, uh, and we're no different. Um, but my family, is from Maine. Um, my family goes back generations. I've grown up visiting Maine. Um, so my grandparents are right there in Lemoyne and they're no longer with us, but my aunt has the house. And okay. so we just coordinated and figured out time that we could still go up and still visit. And that's what we did. And so we're sitting there and, um, find out that, um, Two of my aunts and a cousin are looking to buy property in the area. Huh. And my husband, just being the real estate curious guy that he is, he was like, hmm, I wonder what's for sale in the area. <laughs> totally off chance. Yeah. We had we did not set out and have any intentions of getting a short-term rental property. But all of a sudden, there's this cottage right down the road, and it's got some charm to it. It's huh. actually kind of cute. And and then all of a sudden, my husband's like, well, what if we get it? Hmm. And I'm looking at him like, are you crazy? Like, there's, <laughs> there's, like, no, like, we have no business being short-term rental hosts. I've never done this before. Yeah. And he's like, you'd be great at it. Like, <laughs> you could do this. And, and so not only do we go look at it, we look at it twice. Okay. And within like what the, the first, like within a 48 hour window, week window, we, we end up looking at it within, after he found it okay. within 48 hours, okay. we're looking at it with the realtor. Okay. And then the next week we go back to look at it a second time. <laughs> and this time, like by this point, we're like, our heads are churning. Yeah. Like, like, okay, we would do this. We would fix this. Like it, it needed some help yeah. for sure. Um, and so then we're like, are we going to do this? So we leave, our trip comes to an end. We leave, we come back to, uh, we live in Texas. So we come back to Texas okay. and, and we could not get it out of our mind. Huh. Within a week, my husband's like, we're going to make an offer. Huh. And like, let, let's just do this. We're going to make an offer. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what are we doing? And so needless to say, we have an offer firmed up, accepted, and we, we visited in June, saw the house in June, September 1st, we are back up in Maine taking ownership. Wow. And we're like, what do we do? Den Outdoors began because its founders knew that building a cabin changes who you are, and having a cabin changes how you live. And sharing a cabin, well, that changes how you engage with others. I've met so many incredible hosts in the short-term rental community who have used den designs to build their bespoke escapes, many of whom who have been guests on this very podcast. And now it brings me so much joy to announce that we have partnered with Den to bring you an exclusive discount on their digital design plans. By using the discount code SPONSTAY50, that's S-P-O-N, S-T-A-Y 50 at checkout, you can get any of Den's digital plans for 50% off. That's right, five zero, not 15%, 50%. So even if you're not quite ready to pull the trigger on the land that you've been eyeing to build your dream cabin on, go ahead and purchase a Den plan today because chances are you're not gonna find a deal like this one again anytime soon. So head on over to denoutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code SPONSTAY50 at checkout. That's SPONSTAY50 at checkout. One word, no spaces. All right, guys, back to the show. What was it about? Like, I'm curious, like, had, had you guys purchased? It, it doesn't sound like you had purchased a short-term rental property before. So so what was yeah. it about about the home that gave you all the confidence to to kind of go all in? Again, it's one thing if, if you're super familiar with the market, if it's right down the street from you, right? Or it's like a couple hour drive, but you guys are in Houston, right? right this is a right. beautiful cottage in, you know, uh, in, in Maine. 
how, what gave you the confidence that this this property was was worth investing in? Honestly, it was one of those just just blessings from God that yeah. just kind of comes out of nowhere, and yeah. you just know deep down in your gut that we got to take this. Yeah, like we've got to take it and run with it. My aunt had um, successfully rented out my grandmother's cottage before she took ownership of it. Okay. And so she had a little bit of knowledge in short-term rental hosting. And so she was walking me through some of her experience. Okay. So the basics to get me started. Um, But then I just, I don't know, like I, I just there's something that said I needed to do it. Just something. <laughs> I just got this feeling like we got to go for it. I love to host in yeah. like my own home. I, I, I love hosting. I host all the time. So I, for some reason, I felt like I had the tools in my toolbox yeah. to do it. I love traveling. Um, so I can definitely pull on great experiences that I've had in other places. Yeah but definitely the first year, like it was roll the dice and let's just see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see wow. what happens. So, um, yeah, but we, gosh, we took ownership of it in September. We had planned to do a six week bathroom renovation because okay. in our heads, we thought this was going to be easy. We met with a contractor <laughs> six weeks, no big deal turned into six months and it ended up being the whole side of the house had to come down. Jeez. Because it turned out that the little tiny bathroom space that we were working on um, was somebody's weekend project back uh, probably 60 years ago. Okay. It, okay. The contractor unearthed logs that were used to support beams wow. and, um, pieces of wood that were just nailed together holding up walls no framing jeez jeez so a real like a real like that this this needed some serious renovation this needed some serious renovation um our house goes back it's over 100 years old it has some really amazing history to it yeah and um so yeah so when we embarked on the uh, renovation it it, it showed the history. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually want to hear a little bit about that. Cause when we, when we spoke uh, briefly last week, you were telling me a little bit about this history and it was so, it was so intriguing, quite frankly. And I, I feel like yeah. the, I, I've had a lot of people on the show that have done, you know, new builds, ground up builds. And, um, you know, that's always fun. They get to talk about the, sort of the design phase or where they got their plans from. Right. And buying the land. Um, but I haven't had as many people kind of purchase homes like you have done with with such rich history um, and then turn them into short-term rentals. So I'd love for you to just share a bit about the the story of of the cottage itself. Yes. So I did not go into the purchase of the property knowing the history. Okay. Um, I knew it was old. So I knew it was over 100 years old, but I didn't know the history. And so when we took ownership in September, we were there for two weeks cleaning out the place, cleaning up the cottage, and uh, our neighbors are coming over to say hello. And there's a neighbor that comes rolling down the driveway in his Model T. I mean, <laughs> as vintage as vintage can get. He's such the nicest guy, but he's also uh, the local historian. Okay. And he could not wait to fill us in on the history of the cottage. Well, as it turns out, um, Lemoyne, Maine, where the cottage is located, used to be the location for several hotels where guests or former cottage owners would travel from the big cities okay. up to Acadia and have their summer homes. Huh. Um, Bar Harbor is, we're 30 minutes from Bar Harbor. Mount Desert Island is right in front of us. It has been home to kind of the rich and famous for a long time, yeah. over a hundred years. Yeah. And uh, what I didn't know is that travelers would come from these big cities by train to Ellsworth. They would travel by carriage to Lemoyne, and that's where the ferry crossing was over to Bar Harbor. Wow. The bridge was not built yet. 
So this is where they would come. And so there was a couple of hotels there that housed guests overnight on their way. I mean, we're talking like the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts. Wow. Um, there's a picture um, in the archives somewhere of Henry Ford himself actually being in Lemoyne. Wow. And yeah, it's so this cottage was a part of one of the hotels there. It was a part of the Shore Acres Inn. Goes back, oh gosh, um, it was named Shore Acres in 1892, but it, it's it was there before that. Before that, <laughs> um, and so the story that he was telling us was the cottage was a part of Shore Acres. It was the music room and offices on the back side of the hotel, and we actually have a picture that he gave us that we have mounted up at the cottage of wow. the house. And you can see it. The windows are all the same. The doorways, although some have been closed up, you can see like exactly where the doorways went. I mean, wow. if you had them side by side, you could see that's it. That is the cottage. Um, and so the cottage, um, as the bridge got built yeah. over to the island. Travelers started taking the shorter route to the island, and Lemoyne kind of went back to being a quiet little seaside Pass through area. Town almost, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of on in this little peninsula, so I mean, you kind of have to like go there. There's not too much that um, is a drive-through area anymore, yeah. but that's part of the charm of it. It's just nice and quiet and exactly, quaint. exactly. Yeah, and so when. Obviously, hotels didn't have as many guests, so they started, you know, kind of getting smaller and smaller, and uh, they didn't need the cottage section of the hotel anymore. So they dismantled it and decided they were going to turn it into something. Namely, it kind of turned into a private residence after that. So okay. they dismantled it, rolled it a little bit down the way on logs and pulled by horses and Jeez. then dropped on our lot, in which we didn't get to talk about this part earlier, Zach, but our lot ended up being the site of a fish factory. The um, people obviously on along the coast are big fishermen and yeah. there was a big herring factory. We had a big pier um, on our lot that the ships would pull into offload their fish. And there's still the red bricks that you can see at low tide really? scattered along the shore from the, um, the building that they had there, wow. but it, it had kind of moved on to another location. And so the cottage got dropped there and became a private residence, um, here and there over the years until we got it. So it, it's really sweet to know that the cottage started off as a cornerstone of the area, yeah. a cornerstone in the history of even the founding of Acadia National Park. Yeah. Because um, some of uh, the gentlemen that were coming over and guests were instrumental in kind of bringing this um, park into um, preservation. And yeah. Such. And uh, now we here we are 100 years later hosting guests again to the area. And I, I, as soon as I heard that story, I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, like, I need to take care of this cottage. I need to put its history back into it. And I need to um, give it kind of like the honor that it deserves. Yeah. And, yeah, and that, so that's, I was. That's uh, sorry. I was just going to say that's, that's so that's such a beautiful like. Uh, it, it's poetic, Jenny, is, is really what it is, right? <laughs> this this sort of beautiful space that, uh, you know, 100 plus years ago was used for hospitality and it, it had a rough, a couple of rough decades, right? Um, right. It got, it got uh, moved around quite literally. And but literally. but now it's now it's a space that can host again, um, which is which is just so just such a, such a beautiful uh, uh, story. I, I do I do want to understand how you've wrestled with like you know this is an old it's an old building right you just talked about how it's got it's got some you know walls that were barely you know barely there barely hanging on so how right. how have you sort of like wrestled with the renovation versus preservation of of such a historic uh, property? Well. It, it's been tough, yeah. uh, for sure. I definitely 
can say that over the years, uh, different owners, although there haven't been that many, there still have been, you know, various owners. Some have taken care of the cottage better than others. Hmm. And some have kind of done away with some of the history. Hmm. Um, so downstairs, if you look at it, it's pretty modern, pretty new. Um, there are some foundational issues before we took ownership of it that had to get fixed and repaired. So they ended up kind of redoing the downstairs. But upstairs, where the bedrooms are, it's still kind of sort of time capsuled. Hmm. Um, still the original beadboard, the original floors are up there. Um, we I haven't really touched it yet because I'm still working on how is the right way to highlight these features? Hmm. How, how do I approach um, taking care of this and kind of bringing it back? Um, so it has been tough, but as we have worked on renovating it, um, I've just been trying to make sure that I don't do anything too modern that yeah. wouldn't highlight the history, you know, yeah. um, like, I don't know, like, for example, like we, we've put marble in just because that's what they used back then. Marble yeah. was kind of the countertops. They didn't really have I mean, much as granite is around there. Granite's everywhere. They didn't necessarily use it for countertops, yeah. you know, so I've been trying to just trying to find like resources around, um, obviously been trying to find vintage pieces that are of that area yeah, of that, um, time frame as much as possible. Um, one of the things that I, my family goes back generations in Maine. Well, my great, great, great uncle, I forget how many greats, but <laughs> he, he had, um, a business in Bar Harbor. He sailed ships out of Bar Harbor and he has um, a steam chest that sailed with him on his ships as he traveled back and forth. And my family um, passed that on to me so that I've got that in the cottage. It's got this brass plaque engraved in his initials and wow. the dates and um, back in the 1800s. And so little things like that I've tried to um, bring in. Um, but at the same time, I mean, come on now. We don't need the vintage bathrooms from yeah, the 1800s yeah. <laughs> either. <laughs> trying to make sure we modernize it. Uh, but as with any old cottage, you know, you want to keep the charm. And yeah. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. You know what's interesting to uh, Jenny about about what you guys are doing is, uh, I feel like you you look on Instagram right uh, there there are so many really cool short term rentals, so many beautiful uh, Airbnbs um, that have massive you know followings on Instagram and you know they're super modern and they're like these really chic cabins or these like really gorgeous contemporary like beach bungalows right. But there right. but there is something to be said for the fact that like that that, can't, that that's not what everyone wants all the time. Right. Like meaning there, there is something about like if you go to uh, a, this historic town and I think Maine is such a is such a great example because at least the parts of Maine that I've explored, you still like when we go to Booth Bay Harbor, which is one of our favorite places to go. I mean, we go to the locals farm farmers markets. We go to like the butcher. Right. To go get our meat. And like, yes, of course, there are grocery stores, but like no one in Maine that we know, like goes to the actual like, you know, the, you go to the grocery store if you have to. But you you right. actually go to local farms. Right. And like yes. that's where you get your yes. stuff. And yes. it, it does feel like you've you've stepped back in time, but it feels 
so like it, it feels magical, quite frankly. And so yes. what's cool about what you guys are doing is it's, you know, it, it might not be, you know, this crazy like brand new A-frame, but what you're doing is you're you're cultivating and building this really unique uh, experience that really helps helps act as, as almost like an expose and into the past while also being this incredibly comfortable beautiful well well thought through well curated space for, for the now and, and into the future and I think the folks like you that can figure out how to strike that right balance I think there's so much opportunity there because you don't want to go to a space as a traveler that feels disingenuous to the community around it right and if you go to a space and it feels way too modern, Right. And you're in this like right. historic town. Right. And right. let alone if you start reading about the history of the space, like you, you want to feel the wall that, you know, uh, <laughs> the Vanderbilts felt. Right. Like you, you, yes, you, right. you want to be able to like talk about that that story with your friends. And so anyways, I, I just wanted to call that out as a note to folks who might be tuning in who, you know. Maybe there's they don't have that that crazy a frame or that like crazy container home and 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 you know the reality of the situation is unique stays can be created and cultivated literally anywhere and I think your story is such a really cool example of you doing something really different but that I think is is creating that very same unique magical experience even though it's expressed differently. You you hit the nail on the head, Zach. I mean, that's exactly it. When you come to this area of Maine, there's something about Maine and the people in Maine. Yeah, Uh, they just have an appreciation of the land, of the sea. Um, They grow things with care. Yeah, sure, we've got the supermarkets in town that you can hit up, but what? people probably don't realize and don't know there is a farmer's market probably every day of the week. There are farm stands (laughs) all along the roadside and that's where you want to go. Yeah, That's the places that you want to hit up. And I mean, I have been able to meet so many amazing people at the farmer's markets. I mean, I've got my favorites. I'm like, Hey, I'm going because I need to go get this and this and this and I won't miss Sunday's farmer's market. You know, it's like, you just hit up those things and, um, it just takes you back to, I know it seems so simple and I know it seems so quaint, but really and truly you can kind of tune everything else out yeah. and suddenly everything just becomes so simple hmm. and clear. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with our busy everyday lives. I mean, we're living them, we're loving them. But then when you get these moments when you can just rewind yeah. and step back and breathe and just even the smell of the air. Mm, I mean, yeah. it's the sweet smell of the trees mixed in with the salty smell of the ocean. I mean, like I hands down always have the windows open. Yeah. It, it's it's a must because I got to have that. And it's just something about just breathing it in just instantly calms you down. Yeah. It, it's funny too, because I feel like every time I'm in Maine, um, it, it feels like maybe maybe the best example of a a sort of like harmonious like relationship with you know people and like the earth and like like I think about going to the farmers market right and being like mm-hmm. you know and I've been there in in, in a few different seasons and mm-hmm. you you know you you have available to you what the farmers have decided to grow in that particular season, right? Like you don't exactly. go and be like, all right, I'm going to make this dish and you go to the grocery store and you get everything that you need, right? It's like you mm-hmm. go, you say, mm, let's see what's available. And then you go, you check out these farm stalls and you, you you walk around, you talk to people and then you're like, huh, I'm going to grab these, you know, carrots and this, you know, this fruit is in season and I'm going to design my meals around like what right. has just like literally been pulled out of the ground, right? Or picked from right. a tree. And like, I, I, I feel like those experiences in this day and age are just are just so rare like it's really hard to find that and find it in like an authentic way not like a fabricated way whereas right. you go to Maine and it's like no this is this is life like and people and you know people are proud of it like they're proud mm-hmm. of they're proud of their food they're proud of it, it's a craft to them um yeah. and it's just so fun to be able to kind of like experience that uh and so anyways yeah. all that is to say is I, I feel like what you've done which is so cool is you've built this incredibly authentic experience in a place, right? That just, you know, uh, oozes authenticity and yet is so different from the everyday lives of most of us that just being there alone feels unique. Like just being yeah. there feels so different. And that's, that's I think, where, where magic happens. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, 
the moment we took ownership of the property and I knew it was ours and we walked out on that lawn and I stood there in front of the house and the water and stood, like is an instant moment of specialness. Mm, like yeah. this is such a special place that we've just been blessed with. Oh my goodness. And I hear back from guests all the time who have done the exact same thing. They have walked out and just stood and just taken it all in and like, wow, this place is special. Yeah. And they get it. They understand like just it's not a world away, but it is a world away, yeah. you know, just, yeah. it takes you back and just, you can kind of tune out everything. Um, but yeah, the people, oh my goodness, the people are amazing. And like, I loved being able to drive down the road and watch the clamors out in the mud flats, like getting yeah. the clams. I love, yeah. um, we've got some local lobstermen and there's one in particular that sets his traps right in front of the house out in the water. And I love it. Cause I'm, I'm the goofball that waves at him every time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And he waves back, you know, so he knows whenever I'm there, but, um, but yeah, these people, they love the land yeah. and they treat it with such respect. Yeah. And, um, it, it, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. A lot, lot to say, um, that helps make this place special. Yeah. Well, Jenny, I, I wanted to get some of your, your thoughts and, and musings around being a, being a newer short-term rental host, right? So again, you, you, you guys didn't set out to, you know, build this like a massive portfolio of short-term rentals. You haven't, you don't have, or you at least didn't at the time have like a five-year plan, right? You, this was a very like organic thing that, that un unfolded quite, quite literally, uh, in, in a very, you know, uh, spontaneous way. And so I, I want to, I want to hear a little bit about, what you've learned, right? So now that you you got the property, you're doing these, you know, renovations, you're balancing kind of renovations with these preservations and whatnot. But like, at the end of the day, right, th this is a business like you, you guys are when you're not there when you're not using their home, like you're you're running a business, there are you have customers and they're booking stays and these customers have expectations. And, you know, you want to make sure that you know, this isn't just an investment, right property, this is right, you you've right. built a hospitality brand, whether or you've realized it or not, right. So like, <laughs> talk to us a, a little bit about some, some of the things that have been most helpful to you as you've started out on this journey, and maybe a, a lesson or two or a surprise or two that you've encountered so far? Yeah. So definitely, like I said, I wasn't setting out to be a short-term rental host. It, it kind of found me. And I, the first year, oh man, God bless the, our guests that we had the first year. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of got through the first year. Uh, we're getting ready to start year three, but uh, year one was just jumping in deep end. Here we go. Um, Year two, I spent this last year, man, I've just really been diving in. How can I be a better host? What, what is out there? Because there's a lot I don't know. Hmm. And I know somebody out there knows it and I need to learn it. And so I have stumbled across you and man, like you have brought not only information to right at my fingertips, um, but you've also introduced me to other hosts that I have absolutely been able to connect with and oh, it's been amazing. Oh gosh. Yes. Um, some of your, gosh, some of your business owners that you've had on, like shout out to some of your sponsors. Like I have found <laughs> you and I am using you. So keep sponsoring Zach. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send you a Venmo payment after for, uh, for that endorsement. Okay, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know. Um, but man, like Jamie of Chestnut Hill, like she's a fellow Texas girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Love, yes. I love connecting with her. She has been so sweet and man, there's some other hosts out there too, that I've been able to connect with and learn from, even if it's just following her Instagram and just them walking through the processes themselves. Um, but like I said, like your hosts that you, or excuse me, your other um, businesses that you've had on have yeah. been super helpful in me leveling up my game. I mean, my goodness, like there's <laughs> like touch stay, for example, like digital guidebooks that makes sense. We're all on our phones. Yeah. Um, but another uh, person is Natalie Palmer. She oh, she's great. has, she's great. Like a lot of decisions that I have made, 
I, she's kind of validated them for me. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, was, I felt validated. Um, but then like, even just like content creators um, have realized now the importance of them and getting some really great photos. And so I, for sure, I have a lot to learn still, a lot to still implement, but um, man, like I've really have come to realize that there's so much out there, a wealth of information. Um, As I mean, like with all hosts, we have, you know, interactions with guests that were like, Oh, yep. That was probably my bad. And I've had to apologize (laughs) and um, and work on things. But, um, but I would have to say things have gone very smoothly overall. I have um, for being a, First timer, um, and in, then in, in, into this world, I have um, I've learned a lot, yeah. and I keep growing and learning, and it's been smooth, yeah, so far. And so, have you had have you had that- any like uh, any any surprises, like something that you thought like, oh, th- this will be no problem for me, but it's been harder than than you thought, and or something that you were like, oh, this is going to be really hard or really difficult, but it's actually been like easier than you thought, or you've enjoyed it more than you thought. Well, I would have to say just in general, short-term hosting, I thought it was going to be so hard. I was like, <laughs> I it, like, can I do this? But it has turned out to be easier than I thought. And I think it's because I love it. Mm, yeah. I love it. I mean, I love talking with the guests and hearing about why they're coming. And, you know, when they ask, where can I go? I love like, yeah. I love sharing about Maine because yeah. I've grown up coming here and I think everyone needs to come here. Um, it, it, I love it. And then, so that would definitely be one that I thought was going to be super hard. It's been easier, but probably the one thing that has been harder than I probably anticipated yeah. has been just updating the cottage yeah. and taking care of some of those renovations. Cause you know, we're, we're not even a car right away. Yeah, I mean, we're exactly. like, you're a flight, flight and a car yes. right away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> plane flight and a car. And so when we go, um, we, we make sure we, we leave our kids behind because when we go, we're like, I mean, we take time out to sleep, but we're pretty much there like working and churning wow. it out. We probably take a, a week, to like do stuff that would probably take people three or four weeks to do stuff. I mean, when we go, we are like grinding, grinding away. And we've been met with some interesting twists and turns as with any old home owners know that uh, you start diving into something and suddenly like you've unearthed three more problems. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, it's been really um, a great journey. Yeah. But um, man, it it's it's been great with people like you because it it helps. <laughs> oh well, good. I I For just sure. like talking to people like you, so uh, I'm glad that other people like you are listening, and hopefully, uh, I'm sure your story right right now is is inspiring somebody tuning in, um, which is which is so much fun. Like this is I could just do this stuff all day. Last minute cancellations suck, and that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. I want to ask a, a quick question about the guests. Like, have there been any like interesting guest encounters, like guest encounters that um, have been particularly like meaningful? Like, have you been able to meet any of your guests or, or not really since you're you're so far away? Honestly, I don't get to meet that many guests in person. Yeah. I've um, been able to meet one guest. Okay. 
Um, and that, that was um, our first season. Um, going back to the whole funny story, <laughs> um, five days before we open up first season, welcome our first guest. Um, we end up digging a dry well five feet from the front door, 10 foot well, because we had a like we have a lot of water around the cottage. And as anyone knows, you got to tell water where to go. And um, so we end up it's just it's one of those decisions we made. And it's like, why? Why, yeah. <laughs> why did we do this? I am like full on stress panic mode, you know, five days before we're welcoming guests. And there's a 10 foot hole. And the the gentleman that was doing it, um, he did not have the crew to finish the job uh, on time. Geez. And yeah. so Alan is out there, my husband, he's laying side and we're trying, like the guys on the tractor, he has totally torn up the whole front yard. <laughs> it is a muddy mud pit. <sighs> like there's water everywhere because water is starting to drain into it. I mean, and I'm like, this is a hazard. I mean, yeah. I mean literally walkway you take one wrong step you're in a 10 foot hole yeah Yeah. (laughs) like talk about insurance nightmare you know and i'm just like oh don't drop us insurance but oh gosh so i ended up we didn't get the whole front yard sodded and so i ended up having to fly back up to finish laying the sod because again our the gentleman that was doing it didn't have the crew to do it and so i'm up there (laughs) being sawed with the help of my family who came over and helped me too. So I got to meet the guests that wow. <laughs> that week and I was like, Hey, sorry, I'm just going to lay sod. Don't mind me. Yeah. Uh, but he was, Oh my gosh, he was so sweet. He didn't care. He was like, no, don't. it's like, we're all in the back. Yeah. We're enjoying the view. Yeah. We're not in the front yard. So, um, so anyway, uh, we've, um, we've definitely had some, um, encounters but not as many as i like yeah. and I, I i i regret that i regret not being able to meet people in person but i love to talk to them as much as i can through texts and emails because i'm always um i'm texting guests when they check in yeah you know, let me know how's it going and just trying to see what i can do to help their stay and yeah and so it's been really sweet to not only know like what they're doing but then they're telling me why they're there and we've I've, I've loved, um, hearing that our very first guest, you know, that was coming yeah. five days, it was his 40th birthday and he was bringing a group of friends and they were going to have a big fun week up there nice. celebrating. And I'm, I'm back in my head. I'm like, if you only knew this hole that is right here, <laughs> that I'm getting ready to, like- at least it was uh, like a group of guys who probably, they're like, ah, you know, who cares? You know, it'd be tougher if it was like a bachelorette party or something like that. Right. Maybe there'd be a little bit more like critique. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I mean, but he was like, let's get a private chef. What private chef is it? And I'm like, whoa, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. Oh gosh. So, but I have had some of the sweetest guests. I mean, the sweetest people, they, um, this last year, I, the one story that sticks out that absolutely like warmed my heart Yeah, was this family, um, wanted to take their mom on one last big trip. She was getting older. She mm. wasn't getting around that much anymore. And they wanted to take one last trip with her. And they said, where do you want to go? And she said, Maine, I want to mm. go back to Maine. And like he knew like the, the son was the one that was booking the cottage. He knew that his mom wasn't going to be able to go out hiking, kayaking. So she was going to be staying at the house, you know, she, she wasn't going to be able to get out too, too much, but she wanted to be there as much as possible. And he was like, we needed to find a place that she could stay. That was beautiful. She could still get access to the water and things of that. And, um, and it was just so sweet just wow. talking with him and knowing that she, the, the mom was coming back for her last big trip. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just hearing the mom just say how much she just loved being there. And it was everything she had remembered from last time she had come to visit and just getting to enjoy everything about Maine again. It, so like, I love like, 
connecting with with um, guests yeah. and hearing why they're there and where they're coming from and it's so special i mean like for for all you you know hosts in, in the space that are that are that have crafted and, and like spent so much time creating these beautiful like uh, stays and these experiences you know this is where people are are going to build some of their their greatest memories right as as families as couples this is also a place where people are are going to look back and you know uh and and remember the time that they had with mom here and how you know their their mom you know smiled when she saw the sunset right on your back porch and like you you all have have created these these opportunities really for for beautiful connections to happen and and you know it's it's just it's just remarkable um and when you do get to hear i'm sure i'm sure for everyone there are dozens and dozens probably hundreds of stories that you'll never hear about how memorable a stay was for for a reason like this right that somebody had in in your place but when you do get the opportunity to kind of hear that story it it must just validate all the freaking time you spent laying the sod right like it's like you know what we could the sod was worth it like laying the sod was (laughs) worth it for for this note that you got from a guest Exactly. It, it does. It makes all these hours of planning. It makes these work backbreaking work trips that we come up and do um, makes it worth it. Yeah. You know, just to hear how much people are bringing the cornerstones of their life, their family, their friends um, to to here to um, just have these memories. Yeah. And it does. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. it. At the end of the day, just knowing that I put a smile on people's faces um, just for Gosh, I don't know. This is a, like putting a rocking chair on the porch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just so great yeah. to um to hear that from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I, uh, you're making me want to like book a trip right now, Jenny. Uh, I gotta, I gotta come up. Um, <laughs> come on, Zach. You know, you've, you've only been to Booth Bay. You haven't been to Acadia. I know. Yet. I know. I need to go to Acadia. Um, well, hey, my, my last question for you, Jenny, is, you know, what's next? So you've, you've, you've built this, uh, you've, you've, you know, renovated this, this gorgeous uh, home. Uh, I'm sure there's still lots of work to do on the cottage, but you guys are getting ready to open for your third your year, your third season. It's very, very exciting. Um, are you guys, are, are you and your husband, Alan, kind of like at a point where you're like, whoa, this is, this is kind of all we can handle? Have you thought about an, another uh, short-term rental? Are you thinking about, you know, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. We, we, we want to throw in the towel. Like where, where are you at re- with respect to what the future might look like for you guys in, in the short-term rental community? Oh man. Well, first of all, I feel like we're just now taking off. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting my stride going. I feel like, um, I, there's so many ideas that I have for the place. Yeah. I'm still tinkering with it, still working on it. Um, man, I am, I'm definitely, the creator, Alan's more of my reality check, um, but, <laughs> but I'm definitely, uh, gosh, I'm, I feel like I'm just not getting my stride as far as the future. I, you know, I'm never going to say never. Cause gosh, I thought I never would even have a cornerstone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll just see where, where, um, life takes us. But right now we're just, we're loving cornerstone yeah. and, I'm loving this opportunity and I, for the next 10 years, gosh, I, I just hope that there's more people that we can welcome to Cornerstone, more people that can bring the cornerstones of their life. Or if, you know, they need to recenter and find their cornerstones again, you know, come do it and come do it in a place that has been a cornerstone. Um, I mean, like, we hope that um, the next 10 years we can extend our season and make it longer. And yeah. um, gosh, Acadia is gorgeous in the winter. And a lot of people think, Oh, it's winter time. Don't come up here. But no, it's, it's like a, like it changes with the season. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that the locals know huh. the locals know and the locals love it. Um, and, but it's beautiful. It is, it is gorgeous. Um, in the winter time, I mean, snowshoeing through a wintry wood. I mean, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so one of the things that we did this year was to get the cottage kind of four seasons ready. Nice. It's always been a four season place, but like with a fireplace, we've had to, um, 
do some work on it. And we finally got it um, going again. Cause that was something with our renovations that had to kind of be put on the back burner, but, um, but we finally got it going again in this off season. So now we've got the fire all fireplace all going. And, wow. um, so yeah, and- so we're hoping that, um, yeah, to welcome even more people. Yeah. To the area. Yeah. That's, that's so beautiful. Um, and, you know, Jenny, I, I'm I'm just so so thankful for for you for your story for what you're doing, um, and I, I think that there's a lot folks can can learn from the steps that you all took uh, to to you know take this beautiful historic space and uh, you know breathe new life into it, right? Like to to welcome to do what to do what's needed to kind of usher in like that next set of guests, um, uh, you know the, the the next generation, if you will, of of builders and, uh, you know, and, and family members that are looking for, for a space, um, to, to retreat to you like, who knows a hundred years from now, right? The, the Vanderbilt's, uh, of the world could, could, could have stayed in the cornerstone cottage and that's where they had their, you know, their next big idea or their, the, the idea that made them famous. You never know. You never know. You never know um, for sure. But I'm just thankful for you. I'm thankful for your story. I'm thankful for, um, for everything that you've done to cultivate really beautiful, unique experiences. If folks do want to learn a little bit more, more about what you're doing or if they are in the process of also renovating a, a historic space what's um what's the best way for them to get in touch oh yeah um so i'm on instagram cornerstone cottage acadia but then um my email is also in my bio or you can email me at cornerstone.cottage.acadia at gmail.com Wonderful. And we'll go ahead and link those in the show notes as well. So if you want to go follow Jenny and connect with her on Instagram, just scrolling down to the show notes and you'll be able to do so easily. And or you can send her an email. I'll also link her email below. Jenny, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Zach. Recording stopped. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.